Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, I remember uh, it is new. I see that. I said, go get him. I want that guy. You know, go get him. In recruiting, we would have a recruiting meeting and identify the best players. Say, go get them. And uh, then all of a sudden, I start finding out this guy costs twenty-eight million dollars. This guy costs. I, it was a. I knew it. To say I didn't know it, of course I knew it. But just the way you put that puzzle together about here's your here's your cap space, here's your choices. Can we take him? But we get three of these guys to help. And so I imagine once you build your roster exactly the way you want it, then you can take one guy and go get that you know the, the $25 million athlete. We weren't we're not in position to do that right now. That is Herbert Meyer today talking about free agency. And we've been talking about it all week long. This is an opportunity for the Jaguars really to take a step, get better, at least on paper, and start closing the gap between them and the rest of the NFL. When you're 1-15, you have the number one overall pick, there's a gap. And uh, the big gap closer will be April 29th with the first overall pick and, and a franchise quarterback. But overall, Austin Lane... You think the Jags did a pretty good job? I mean, again, very quiet now. So while it's not definitely in the books, it's kind of in the books, and it feels like, hey, attention has turned to the draft. You think Urban Meyer, they're going to say they feel good about it. They better. If they don't have confidence, who else should? But I think even the fan base feels pretty good. I mean, you take Monday afternoon when we're heading to the show, and we thought we were going to be on the couch all afternoon, and how that flipped. You know, into Tuesday, and they start adding all these players. Shaquille Griffin uh, was one of their big gets as well. I mean, I think even the fan base feels pretty good about what they did with this hesitation because of the lack of the tight end. Yeah, I think the the fan base feels good about it. Um, as far as I feel, I mean, I would probably give it an overall a B. Um, obviously, you didn't address one of the most oppressive, you know, uh, you know, the, the one of the most biggest needs, one of the most biggest. Sorry, I'm watching this Ohio State game and I'm so stop watching. Right? I can't because it's State, overtime. Yeah, but they're in the final four. They're in my final four, so can't stop watching. So pot committed to it. But with that being said. I think at the tight end position, it's lacking, right? And that was one of the biggest needs for this team. They didn't address that, so you get a B, um, and it is what it is. Now you can start addressing that in in the draft, and we'll see what happens. Zach Ertz still out there, obviously, as well. There could be a, a different guy, um, you know, on, on the cusp of getting traded as well. We'll see what happens. But I, I give it a B just because you didn't address one of your biggest needs. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, listen, it's it's okay to be critical of the Jags not getting the tight end. Whether you wanted Johnny Smith, whether you wanted Hunter Henry, whether you wanted even late in the game a Gerald Everett or, heck, a Kyle Rudolph or, or, or somebody. <laughs> somebody. If you wanted somebody. Uh, man hurts. Eh, okay. You know, so I, I think if we... Instead of getting caught up, and I'm a, you know the president of Sunshine and Rainbows Club, and I don't want to just buy in and lock in and all this stuff to what they're doing and say, oh, yeah, that was right, that was right, yeah, yeah, that's good. I can sign off on a lot of the things that they did. I think I, I like the way they went about this. They didn't just sit, send, uh, say, send this splash message of, we're going to go spend it because we got it. No, I think this was a tactical view of how they built this roster and really retransformed this roster uh, in Jacksonville. But if we go back to the beginning stages of what we were talking about as free agency kicked off, it was going to feel like a loss if they didn't get Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry. Now, in hindsight, I don't know if I feel like it feels like a loss, Austin, but it certainly doesn't feel like this slam dunk win, A plus A. Like, so I think you're right in the 
the right boat. I, I think you could go B. If you wanted to be critical, you could even go like a B minus because when you take your defense and you remake it, it had to be done because it was embarrassing the last couple of years. Your defensive front really needed a lot of work. They did it. They put a lot of attention on it. Urban Meyer, if you're just catching up, even said this morning he thinks right now on paper that is a top fourth of the league defensive line. That's how strongly they feel about it. Well, if you say that was a huge need, we also know the tight end room was a huge need. And so you come out of free agency and you're like, it was this and it's now this. Oh, boy. You can't sit. I mean, that's like an F on the tight end room. So that is going to bring your grade down. So I'm with you, man. I think a B, a B minus even. Uh, I don't feel over the moon about this, uh, but I feel like this was a solid approach. And in a risky business that free agency is, sometimes slow and steady wins the day rather than just going to make slam dunk moves left and right. Yeah, but at the same time, you you have to address the needs that need to be filled, and he didn't address the tight end. So, yeah, I think B is more than fair. Um, You know, obviously, I think in terms of the number of guys that they've acquired, that helps out a lot. That makes you excited because, let's be honest, to and I don't care how great of a coach you are, and Meyer might be one of the best in the NFL. We'll see. But you can only do so much. And I know that he shares the philosophy of, you know, there's no such thing as bad players, right? Only bad coaches. And, yeah, I, I agree with that to to a fault. But at the same time, if you have a roster full of guys that played on a 115 team, odds are that that roster of talent isn't that good. So you brought in as many guys as possible to change that roster around. That's what I like. Yeah, well, speaking of slam dunks, so you doing okay over there? Because it's uh-oh time for Ohio State. They're in overtime and down a couple, right? Yeah, they're down two with four minutes left. Relax. It's going to be okay. <laughs> You're that's telling that, me to react. You couldn't, even, you couldn't even talk a minute ago. No, that's because they're, the, they're going for the win. They shot a three-pointer um, at the buzzer, and I was mad because the guy didn't come close, it seemed like. Uh, so here's the deal. Ohio State's in overtime against Oral Roberts. How about that little portion of the bracket? Florida won it in overtime over Virginia Tech earlier today to kick off the NCAA tournament. And now they'll face the winner of this game. And if you're a Gator fan, you're yeah. like, Oral Roberts, all right, bring them on. Like, I know they might be good enough to beat Ohio State, but I'd rather play Oral Roberts at 15 I'll tell you what, than two-seed Ohio State. If these reps don't get it together and start calling these over the backs, this is ridiculous. Oh, the, it's 69 to 64. In. The fix is in right now in Indianapolis, ladies and gentlemen. Oral what? Roberts has paid off the reps. I can't believe what I just saw. Ohio State, you better step it up. Big Ten, let's go. Wow. You know, I talked about this earlier, Austin. I, I was saying that it's hard to go toe-to-toe with a better team, better athletes, all that stuff. Uh, listen, it can happen. We've seen it happen. It's happened a bunch, especially in the 15-2 world. I think I just saw a graphic. It happened like seven or eight times in the history of the event. And obviously 16-1 only one time, and then you go 14-3, and it's a lot more frequent. But So it can happen. But I do think. If you, the, you know, when you're a 15 seed versus the two seed, usually that two seed has depth, has better athletes, has better everything. And so you can hang with them for 20 minutes. You can hang with them for 25, 30, even 35. But then you run out of gas along the way. You have to extend so much energy. Well, now all Roberts here sending this game to overtime. They still got the energy, man, because under three minutes to go, they're up by three. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Where where's Oral Roberts? Where are they located? Do we even know what where that is? That's a good question. My phone just died, so uh, I'm not going to be able to. Who's can you? you I really don't want to turn off the channel here, but I can if need be. 
I'm, I'm glued right now. And I, I don't even know what their mascot is. I have no, Oral Roberts, I, I think they're the Golden Eagles. Okay. I have no uh, idea where Oral Roberts is. I'm all is. over these mascots these days. I you think. good, so man. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm you right good. on the Golden Ooh, Eagles. Oral Roberts, Mr. Supritos, that's huge. Kuz, what do you got for me? I think Oklahoma. Hold on. I think you're right. I think I was going to say Texas, but I do believe they're in Oklahoma. Yeah, Tulsa. Does that sound right? Uh, Tulsa, yeah. That Tulsa, sounds right. Oklahoma. Okay, so it's in Oklahoma. Okay. Oh, what are, are they the Golden Eagles, Coos? You're asking uh, a lot of them. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at their logo, and it looks like an eagle. That's gold. So you, you might be right. Okay. Yep. Hey. <laughs> looking at know. the logo, and it looks like an eagle that is gold. Therefore, yeah. golden eagles. I mean, what, what do you want me to tell you, man? It could be the yellow eagles. It could be the tan eagles. It might be uh, like the I, – I can't think of any of the – sorry, man. I'm just so – Their like, their mascot is Eli, thank you very much. Eli? Eli and the Eli eagle. is a golden eagle. Okay. <laughs> there you nice. go. Nice. Very good. Hey, uh, how locked in – Kuz, you're an NBA guy. Yeah. So, do you, I mean, did you fill out a bracket? Do you care about college basketball? Like, I, where are you at? Yeah, I do, I do care about college basketball, but only right around, <laughs> but only right around now. Um, I I don't necessarily care about it when it's not March Madness. Um, and then and then once March Madness is over, I dive in more with where players might be drafted and start looking towards the draft type stuff. Yeah. But. Th- for the March Madness is the only part that I kind of get hyped about. Did Austin just hit the microphone out of disappointment? Yes. <laughs> I could kind of visualize through my phone. that. Yeah, through my phone. So what do we got? What's the score? My I don't know. It's, it's in commercial right it's now. It's in commercial right now. Uh, uh, this, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. The commercial Domino's business. has some cheesy bread coming out. Be on the lookout for that. We just had about a five-minute commercial break, right? And so I'm, I'm down here in southwest Florida at uh, my in-law's uh, they come down for a few months. We, we pop down during the kids' spring break for a few days. And so, great spot, right, on the Gulf. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, it looks very nice in the video. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's a tremendous spot. But So, like, the inside is literally four feet away, and so that's where the TV is. And I go in there during our break, and I think the break's like five minutes long. And it's got uh, – we're, we're at like 40 seconds to go in, in, the, in the regulation with Ohio State leading. And there's a timeout. They come back and play for like five seconds. There's a timeout. I mean, the end of college basketball games are ridiculously and painfully long. That's, I mean, that's yeah. NBA is like that a lot too. It is. NBA can be NBA can be like that big time because they have so many timeouts in their back pocket. You got the half court stuff that they, you know, so that goes back and forth. You can, uh, if you take a timeout, you can advance the half court. It's just it's painfully slow, and then you add a reviewer to it now, and the end of college basketball games. We got why doesn't anybody complain about that? I bet they do. Everybody talks about like the length of baseball games and and everything else. The the end of a sporting contest in basketball takes forever. It, it's like hanging around for the end of the movie, but you got to hang for an extra forty minutes. Yeah, for sure. But I think at the same time, though, like it's usually nonstop excitement, right? It's like, yeah. you, I mean, if you're a fan by, of the team, then it's going to drive you crazy. By it's the a cliffhanger. Way, yeah. Um, it looks like the last time Oral Roberts has won in March in a March Madness tournament is 1974. It's good for that them. Would, that's that awesome. Be, I, I guess that would be a little surprising because I feel like I've heard Oral Roberts. They've been in. Yeah, they were in in '84, 2006, 2007, and 2008, but did not win in those. Okay. Did they play? Hey, give me one more. Let's see how good I am here. Did they play in like the Summit League? Ooh, yes. Is that still a league? Yes. Hold on. Uh, it says, I think so. I think you're correct. In tw- 2012, they were uh, the 
conference regular season champs in the Summit. I think. Yeah, see that? I, who knows? Eight years later, are they still in the Summit League? Eight, nine years later. Well, but, it says uh, 2021 Summit League Conference Tournament champs, so I oh, think there we so. Go. There we go. Summit League it is. Uh, hey, uh, Austin, are you locked in this weekend watching this, or, or are you going to flip on like wrestling tonight instead? No, uh, I mean, come on, man. I got more than one uh, option. I'll probably put, I'll probably have like a tri, uh, the, the tri box, trifecta box, whatever that's called. I'll probably have two games going, and then I'll, um, I'll have uh, wrestling going as well. And then my son will probably have some YouTube videos on, the, on his um, iPad. And my wife will probably just be reading her book, wondering what she did with her life to get to deserve this um, type of torture. But you know, hey, Fred, hey, but it's a good book. Well, you know what I say though. Sorry, babe. Gotta do it for work. Gotta do my homework. <laughs> you gotta do Sorry. My homework. Sorry. I understand, you know, that the new season of Bachelor or whatever's coming on, but we don't talk about the Bachelor for my job. We talk about sports. Gotta watch wait, the tournament. Wait till uh, my fiance just got into um, Mortgage or Marriage, which is a oh. new show that they have two people. They pitch them on uh, buying a house and, and pitch them on getting what? married. And then the couple decides on whether or not they go with the mortgage or the marriage. So basically, so, it's like how much is your marriage worth to you? Right. Really? So you're talking about actually getting married or spending a lot on the wedding? Yeah, well, so they'll pitch them on both. Like they'll tell them their their budget and they'll go through it, and then and then they decide whether or not they want to put that money that they save towards a house or towards a wedding. The smart move here, folks, all the time is the mortgage. Yeah, uh, but... my fiance was not happy when I said that. I said, "Of course you go house all day," and then she was like, "What? What?" <laughs> you get married later. The smart move yeah. is the mortgage. Hey, are you clapping over there? What's yeah, the score? Hey, that's, don't call it a comeback just at Ohio State. Oh, we see, and then, then uh, sorry, we, I, I, sorry. I, I don't appreciate. What are we doing here? Like, what do you what, mean? You can't. This is radio. You can't Brent, just you're be like, like oh, we, oh. What are you talking about? What are you <laughs> like, doing? Well, it oh, needs an explanation. Oh, he has seagulls and waves in the background. <laughs> the audio quality's been crap for the past two hours. And you're, you're gonna yell at me? What, what I'm doing right now? That, that's good audio, by the way. It, it, by the and, and also, like people know what I'm doing. Then you can hear the waves crashing. They know where sure. I am. It comes with no explanation. Sure. And Kuz also said the audio was fine. Yeah, the audio is fine. Well, Kuz lied to you. No, the audio is fine. All right, all right. Which to some people, you know, some, some people got better hearing, I guess, and you can hear waves and seagulls. Yeah, you're and... probably you you probably hear all the waves and seagulls because your thing's turned up to like twelve, and well, the thing only goes to ten. Obviously, it is here, Coos. I got you, Coos. You got it, Coos. Look at me right now. I'm sorry. You got to put a garbage bag over this window because I can see reactions and it's delayed. <laughs> So I'm going to freak that's out. Why I, I'm going to freak out. Give, I'm going to go home. Hey, hey, listeners, what? I'm like you. I want a score. My phone died. The TV's over there. What, hey, and these guys know what's going on, and they won't beat, give us a score. How about you beat a dog okay, and Ohio, Ohio, State, Ohio State oh, missed a back. very easy layup, and uh, Oral Roberts got the rebound. It's 72 to you, 69. Oral Roberts. Austin's upset. There's 22.9 seconds on the clock with uh, in overtime. You know what? Who's got the ball? Uh, Oral Roberts shooting a free throw. They just uh, made it, so now it's 73-69 with 22 Oof. seconds left. Oof. I'll, I'll tell you what. Ohio State doesn't deserve to win this game. I've, how many lamps did they miss, Coos? Yeah, it feels like a lot. Yeah. Hey, this is a big... Oh, okay. He just missed the second free throw. Gave him some life. Sorry. I'm sorry. You going play-by-play? Play. You want to just want to lay out of this, Austin? We'll let no, do don't, don't make me do that. They just made a three, so there you go. Oh, 72, 73, 73 Buckeyes. I, I, Buckeyes. Stop, Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I, we, I, I, we need specifics. They're at the line still for me. So, like, he's, like, <laughs> 25 <laughs> seconds ahead of me. Well, I'm confused because Brent's telling me to give you play-by-play, but you don't want it. This this so. was not in the work email this morning, guys. Like, we didn't go over any of this. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah. 
We're really just over it. Yeah, whatever. So we got to this point. Uh, the <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hey, a real quick uh, while that game finishes, and we'll be able to tell what happens by Austin's reaction as my guess, even without explanation. Yeah, kind of like seagulls and waves in the background here. Yes. But uh, Florida, I don't think is really good enough to make a run. But all of a sudden, if Oral Roberts were to win, now you're looking at a at, at a real chance for a Sweet 16. And some people will say, well, even if Ohio State wins, look at the way they played. Yeah. I think Ohio State's a lot better than Florida. And Florida had a gutsy win today, but I just don't feel like they're that good. Uh, you know, they haven't lost a first-round game in like over a decade. So they check the box again in the first round. As for Florida State, a lot of people are high on Florida State, Austin. Yeah. We, it's almost like they've turned the corner where now they've become the team everybody wants to say should win. Mm-hmm. Right and should make a run. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is this is a great coaching job by Hamilton once again because this they lost a lot of talent last year. They have a good basketball team. I don't. They don't have as good of a basketball team as they had last year. Like that team could have won the national championship. I don't feel that strongly about this Florida State team, uh, but they do have the goods to surprise some people and make a run. And because everybody thinks that, I almost now I'm like, oh, oh they might be getting overhyped a little bit. You think there's any sense of that with FSU? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I feel no, I don't feel like they're overhyped right now. I feel like people aren't giving their just due. I think people forgot about last year a little bit, and I think uh, Ohio State's. Oh, hang on, he's gonna shoot a three. It's okay. The game's over. Yeah, Oral Roberts sorry. won. They had two shot, two easy open buckets at three pointers. Ohio State couldn't convert. Little upset. Gonna continue the conversation though about Florida State. I think Florida State people are underestimating them just because they haven't watched a lot of ACC this year. The ACC has been down. It's been the, the talk of the big, the big Ten obviously. Even though Ohio State just got beat by Oral Roberts, so is the Big Ten really that legit? No, but. I think with the Florida State, they have the, the capabilities to go far because they play disciplined um, basketball and they have a lot of guys that can you know catch fire at any time. And that's what you look for in the tournament. I think the Florida Gators, you saw it against Virginia Tech. The Florida Gators had 18 turnovers. Now, sometimes you have a bad game, but that's who the Florida Gators are. I think they're an undisciplined team, and I, I agree. I don't think they're going to go that far in the tournament. Now, they can get lucky and catch fire, but I don't see that happening. Now, I like them against Oral Roberts. We'll see with that game because Ohio State obviously got beat. Sure, a lot of people have those that, that team in the Final Four. Who knows? But I think with Florida, no. Florida State, absolutely. Down goes Ohio State. My favorite part of the last few minutes was <laughs> what Koo said. Sorry. Like he quietly said, like, sorry, because you just lost Ohio State <laughs> deep into your bracket. He was like, like, felt bad for you legitimately. <laughs> well, Kuz, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever. Meanwhile, sucks, I'm you know, kind of Sucks when it's tough. I mean, he, you know, he's, you know, Brent wants to put salt in the wound, <laughs> and that's fine. You know, you know, he, he he wants to spit his games. I mean, who you got in the final four, Brent? Who do you have? Uh, I have Houston. Yeah. I have Baylor. <laughs> okay. I have Zaga. Yeah. And uh, uh, I have Texas. Chalky Chalky McChalkerton, huh? Uh, that would be a one one two three. Hey, be be a little more chalky next time, though. What do you have? I had LSU, Ohio State, Gonzaga, Illinois. Okay, so one, one, two, and what's LSU? They're like an eight, I think. No, they're not that. Low yeah, they are. Goose, look it up. I don't look at basketball anymore. I'm done with this tournament already. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of refreshing. It's kind of refreshing when you're you're done. And I mean, I'm not done, but I'm pretty much done. 
when the Final Four team goes away. Because you got the the rankings. I'll look it up fine. I'll just bite the bullet. I got it. Hey, by the way, Tennessee is getting beat by 16 right now. Yeah, I had them losing too. LSU is an eight seed, sorry. Yeah. Oh, they are an eight. Okay, there you go, man. That's it's almost like you. I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Yeah, good for you. Well, if you picked up the Final Four, you probably should, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on out as they get beat by St. Bonaventure tonight. I'm sure they will. But I'm I telling actually you right have now, the Bonnies winning. Okay, I'm telling you now, don't sleep on LSU. They're, they're my sleeper, obviously, going to the Final Four. So I what do this, I know? I've never done a survivor thing. Uh, in the bracket, have you ever done that? I've never done it. I don't so, think so. It's like a survivor pool uh, with the NCAA tournament. Guess who I picked? One of them. you picked two teams today. Yeah. And I picked Arkansas. Got away with that one. And I picked Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting beat. They're getting beat by 16 by Oregon State. See they scored 17 points in the first half. How do you score 17 points in basketball in 20 minutes? It happens, you know, man. You count every time you put it in the bucket. It counts for two and sometimes three. <laughs> How do you score 17? Yeah. Well, I'm, I hear you. I'm just saying right now, though, my, my mascot bracket's looking pretty good because, of, like I said, <laughs> you, you can't be a nut and go in a cage and expect to get a win. So thank you, Oral Roberts. I might be I might be undefeated right now, actually, in my mascot bracket. So oh, I that says that. a lot about your real bracket. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, it's a Friday free agency in the books. I'm going to get to some of the folks' uh, responses and what grade they gave the Jags coming up in the next segment. But before we do that, out here on the Gulf of Mexico, how about a little happy hour horn? The islands and every drop of Vida de Luis tequila, 100% blue agave from Tequila, Mexico. Good vibes. That's a celebration for Oral Roberts. Meanwhile, Boston needs a shot of Vida de Luis right about now. Taste the islands and every drop of Vida de Luis tequila imported directly from Tequila, Mexico to Jacksonville Beach. Support local. Try Vida de Luis. Go to VidaDeLuis.com where you can pick up a bottle of Vida de Luis, Blanco, Reposado, or Añejo. Support local. Taste the islands in every drop. Cause Happy hour right around the corner. D- uh, do you know how we told you that you got to change the, the pictures on, on our brackets? Yeah, because I account? accidentally posted the mascot one. Gonna need you not to do that anymore. Gonna need you to pick those exact same brackets up. Because <laughs> if, if you care about me, because I, I could tell in your voice when I lost, you really you. Were, it's, it's like my that dog was died, genuine. dude. You that know, was you genuine. Really bad, but yeah. you're my pain, and I appreciate that. I, I knew what was what was coming, but the, the problem was, is I saw what happened. Yeah. And I knew I was just waiting for your reaction. <laughs> no, I went, oh, this is gonna be so disappointing. No, but but I appreciate so it, man. To, to kind of quote from uh. Feel the dreams. I think it was Archie Graham when it was like ease his pain. You're easing my pain, and I appreciate it. <laughs> but so go ahead and keep that uh, that tournament the way it is on, on our Facebook page, and don't touch anything. It's fine just the way it is, Goose. Big Ten overrated, uh, perhaps. Well, maybe let's in the relax, uh, Brett. It's one game. Relax, dude. We'll find out. Okay. Although Michigan State lost last night. Ten, well, yeah, SEC. Well, it... SEC's got Tennessee losing right now. So some of these big cars. SEC. SEC. SEC got Arkansas, though, and Florida already with winners. We'll see what happens. Brent, did you uh, see Tom Izzo with Michigan State uh, at halftime? Yeah, how about that? We're going we, huh? we, we, we to talk about that a little bit, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, in fact, I, I got a couple topics. That and how about the difference between the women's and the men's? Oh, man. Did oh. you see that? Yeah. And is that as big a story as it should be? Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it. Coming up, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.
Brent Martineau. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State Cyclones. You should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chos. Why not, man? I'm into it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We have two different style tight ends. You know, one is a Y, which is an on-the-line, basically an extension of your offense line, a very good blocker, but also very functional. In the uh, past game, we identified a guy, had him top of the list, and that's Man Hurts, and we got him. Uh, I've not met him yet. He's coming in today, but I, that's I'm, we all are extremely excited about him. He was exactly what we wanted, and uh, we got him. The next one is the F, you know, the primary pass catcher, but also a functional blocker. We have not addressed that. O'Shaughnessy on our, you know, two years ago, O'Shaughnessy had a very, uh, uh, had a good year. Showed a lot of potential. Obviously, had an ACL injury. He's been in here training. He's, uh, I've gotten to know him. Really enjoy being around him. So we're counting on him, but we have not finalized that piece of the uh, puzzle yet. The why part, we all feel extremely strong uh, about Manhurts. Well, there's the explanation in the tight end room from Urban Meyer. They've got work to do. I mean, listen, they're not dynamic there. And in this day and age, certainly blocking is, is still a value. But you better be able to catch the ball at the tight end position, help your quarterback out, become dynamic in your offense. The Jags just aren't there yet. That's just simple. Uh, They certainly need to try to get better there, and maybe the draft is the next route unless they make a trade for somebody in the meantime. I asked for grades on the draft. Austin said B. I would agree with him. Right around a B. I think you can even make the case it's a little bit of a B- minus because of the disappointment of not getting anybody in the tight end room. Josh says B. Refreshing to see they didn't go insane with the money, and despite that they seem to sign good quality guys. Glaring issue, obviously, tight end, but something tells me there's a plan. Uh, Brown says C+. Herbs filled some holes. Depth. Haven't seen him smile so much in years since he became a coach. Trevor Lawrence, Haver. B- minus grade. A frontline tight end and some edge depth. <laughs> And it's an A. So, tight end, some edge depth. It's an A. Uh, Dilla, he says he'd give him four out of five of his favorite emoji these days. I don't know what that emoji is <laughs> in terms of description. You don't know. What it is. We, we can't talk about it. I can't. We is can't it a new talk. emoji? Oh, now I'm looking a little closer. Is this the emoji that he put all over the place, like in Duval and all that stuff, like uh, earlier in the week? Let's just say that it is an emoji that is sweeping the nation. Well, more specifically, it's sweeping the, the city right now. Eventually, is going to sweep the nation, eventually to the world. Um, is it, it is that emoji. Is, is It's an emoji that we can't give the full description? It's the face of satisfaction. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why, hey, hey, Barry White, why'd you just make that voice? What was that? Uh, what were you just, doing? Just, just was doing that. Uh, rewind, yeah, Jackson. I know you were. Totally underrated results. Keen effort, yielded tireless workers, explosive, eager talents, further options, realistic, enticing. Very excited, really. Wow, rewind, Jacks. A plus. And even tagged Fournette, John Shipley, and Smitter in the tweet. Wow. A plus, huh? Random letters says B. Would have been an A if we got one of the top tight ends. January 6th was a trial run. That's uh, the, uh, I don't know if I, I think that's in reference to something that um, I should not be referencing. Uh, They addressed the biggest weakness with the most efficiency on the team. Solid B. Um, So, looks like B is around most of the way. Uh, One very excited A+. But uh, no way you can give this an A- without a tight end. And probably can't even sneak into the A column without the tight end. 
So some pretty good grades overall. I don't think there's major disappointment, and I don't think people are throwing a parades uh, or any on the free agency front. Hey, did you see the tweet? By one of the women's basketball players, yeah. uh, and about the setup with the weight room, and then somebody else. I think, uh, I think this was a real tweet. You got to check yourself all the time, especially if you're just glancing through. But uh, with the food setup as well for the men versus the women. But let's just go with the weight room tweet. And I guess the NCAA, uh, there was like this just small little rack of of weights, yeah, right for yeah. the women's side, and there was this huge like. Well, convention center full of weights for the for the men's teams. Yeah, I mean the, they had squat cages, they had they had everything, uh, anything that you would find in a in a high level weight room, and the women only had yoga mats and a couple of dumbbells, and th- th- that's not exaggeration. That's exactly what they had. And that's wrong, by the way. Uh, you know, and, and I guess what the explanation in the really it was a TikTok video that ended up on Twitter. Uh, by the one player was this was a uh, they they said that there wasn't enough space to give them more weights. Well, then she panned the room and there's plenty of space. So this is uh, you know gender equity has been a big thing in in the NCAA and obviously Title IX and and in high schools and everywhere. But it's a bad look for the NCAA, don't you think? It's a horrible look for the NCAA. Um, I. You know, Brent, it, it, it always baffles me, and it always like it always amazes me that what were they thinking when they put this together? Like somebody had to be in those meetings when they're setting up, you know, these these quarantine bubbles and getting ready for the tournament. Hey, let's go ahead and give the guys every single weight that we can, and for the women, yoga mats and dumbbells. Somebody didn't say something, and especially in these times where TikTok and Instagram and and Facebook Live and all this stuff are so prevalent. You didn't you didn't foresee this backlash coming? What are you doing, NCAA? Like, yeah. and and I get like, okay, well, let's be honest here. The 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 men's tournament is gonna draw a lot more money than the women's tournament. And I, that's what kind of like the, what the argument is right now. Yeah. And, and and on that I call BS because that doesn't even matter to like to me. And if the NCAA's main objective and their main goal is to take care of the athletes and look out for the athletes, how is this doing either of those things right now? Well, here's the deal, Austin, too. Like, listen, I'll come with you on let's not uh, – if you want – got to be careful with equity and the same exact everything, same exact everything, same exact everything, when the, obviously the men's NCAA tournament is raking in millions and billions of dollars, right? I mean, just a ton of money. So it's a totally different standpoint there when you talk about men's NCAA tournament the, the kind of the value of it versus what the women's tournament brings in. But this that's not what this is about. This is about, you know, the student-athlete. This is about that NCAA tournament, because it does so well, helps so many other student-athletes on campuses all across the country, and it should help male student-athletes and women student-athletes. This is uh, exactly what you said. This is a tone-deaf kind of view of the setup, and somebody screwed it up, and... Uh, it wasn't that hard. Like they didn't. They brought this upon themselves. So this is like saying, "Hey, women, women's basketball doesn't bring as much in. So we're not going to play with uh, two rims. We're just going to do half court." <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a That's what you're talking about. Facilities. You're talking about how can there were eight weights on that rack? I think it was. Uh, how are people supposed to work out? How are supposed 
people are supposed to get ready to go. Uh, and also, I, I guess it was kind of sexist in the way that, hey, uh, women don't need weights. Like, they don't lift weights, you know? So yeah. it, it's, a, it's a really bad look by the NCAA. I don't even know. I haven't seen if it's been remedied. I'm sure it has after this thing has gone uh, viral and everybody's talking about it. But bad job by the NCAA uh, in that respect. Another uh, big talker yesterday was Tom Izzo, Michigan State, going into the locker room with a player at halftime and a little bit of an altercation. I think this one got a little bit blown out of proportion, Austin. Yeah. I don't know how you view it, yeah. but if you look at some of the reaction from former players that, that played for Izzo, even Draymond Green, I think tweeted something to the effect of, hey, uh, just another Michigan State uh, player, coach. Well, yeah, and I think he said exchange. that's what winning looks like, too. That's that's what a, a winning exchange looks like, or something like that. Yeah, and I, you know, what's interesting here is there wasn't... Uh, I think there was a little bit of physical in this where it's like kind of a, hey, come back over here. Yeah. It, this wasn't like a shove or anything out of bounds in my estimation. Um, but what was interesting is how the player really went back after verbally to Izzo. And I think you can make the case that's something that Izzo welcomes in his in his culture. Like, hey, if we got to get into it, we got to get into it. You're a man, I'm a man type yeah. of thing. I don't know that. I'm not inside his program. But based off the reaction, I think that's kind of what I took out of it, is that, hey, he's okay if you challenge him on things. But be ready for him to get into you now if, if he doesn't agree with you. So you can take it, but you, he can he can give it, but he can also take it a little bit. And so that was kind of my perception of that. I think this is a, a world now where things like this really blow up, and, and we know that. And, and there's been instances, by the way, where it does cross the line. I just don't think I put this Tom Izzo exchange in that category. Yeah, I understand where, you know, th- th- this is a big thing on social media right now. And for those people who... You know, they haven't been in a competitive college locker room like they see that, and, and it's hard to understand. And I absolutely see that side of it. Because if you, if you don't have any kind of, um, you know, explanation of what's going on, you just see that video, you see this older gentleman running up to the player and essentially, like, kind of pulling him from behind, and then it looks like they're going to throw fists. Like, yeah, that that's an aggressive look, and it could be bad optics. But I have been in a college locker room, and, and I do see how these things transpire. You know, like, this is... This is the classic example of a family, right? And uh, I'll never forget, Joe Collin used to always say this, and I might have mentioned this before a little bit. Joe Collin, one of the very first meetings that we sat down there um, in Jacksonville, Joe Collin says that we don't break it down in family, we break it down on brotherhood because we're not a family. And then, like, he, he drove that point home. Like, we're not a family. I'm like, we're not a family. I mean, you know, I've been breaking family down for, you know, like that's what we yeah. broke it down in high school and in college. But he made a fantastic point, and he said, when you're in the, when you're professional, and you know you talk about a family, you drag the weakest one with you. That's how usually a family works. If it, if you have a weak link, it doesn't matter. They're your family. They're your blood. You drag them with. If you have a weak link in an NFL locker room, you cut them. You let them go, and it is what it is. So that's why he was so adamant about calling it a, a brotherhood. I think collegiate sports, whether it's basketball or football, that is more of a family. Where sometimes you got to take the weakest link a little bit. And if you know anything about families, families fight, man. Uh, I grew up an only child, but I have plenty of friends that are brothers, and I saw them, you know, throw fisticuffs, if you will. 
So that to me, Tom Izzo going toe to toe with this player, and, and you know, I don't think they're going to come close to blows or anything. But having that verbal argument, that physical kind of natured argument, that's a family right there, man. That's what families do. I've even seen it in this business, and I've been fortunate enough. If, man, if I get something, I got to get off my chest to like a boss, a news director. They'll let me do it. Okay. You know, and and that's good. Like, I mean, not physically like that, well, but I mean, I, I, they'll let you get a little loud. You, okay. you can kind of do something that you wouldn't maybe do to somebody else you don't know very well or not working with, but somebody yeah. in a higher up position. And there's just some folks you can do that with and some you can't. But I love when they allow you to do that, man. Then you can take a breath and then figure out exactly where you want to go from thereafter. Yeah. But it's the one thing you forget sometimes is that these are young men. I mean, they're men now, you know. Yeah. They're not like 12-year-old kids. Yeah. And it's the same thing like in a workplace, I believe. It's like we're all adults. Don't sit here and yell at me like I'm like a 12-year-old. I'm no, not, listen, you know? I mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all for yelling. That's cool that, that, that they let you do that. I'm just going to tell you if you do that to me, though, careful. <laughs> Okay. Come on. I'm just saying, hey, hey Brent? one, two, three, brotherhood. Brent, careful. <laughs> okay. We'll be back. Careful. Action Sports Jacks. Break them down. Jags on three. One, two, three. <laughs> Chiefs. Hey, Austin, you're in Kansas City, Chiefs. my friend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll be back from the state of Florida next on ESPN 690. Speech is something I've always believed in. Philip Dorsett answers that question. His production, he can challenge, which I will challenge. I haven't really met him yet. I, I see him, I believe, today. Uh, but he's he's blessed with incredible physical qualities. Catches the ball well on top of the fact he's, he has great speed. So we address that need, and we're still not done, in my mind, addressing that. But the one position I've been pleased with, and I actually, uh, when I first started watching the Jaguars, DJ Shark and LaVisca are two guys that I think you can build. They're young. Uh, they, I've, I've spent a lot of time with them. They've been in to see me. They're anxious. They're ready to go. I hired an excellent receiver coach in Sanjay Lal. That position is going to be a huge part of our offense. And we felt, you know, we didn't make a run or at least look at that whole, because there are some very good players out there. But once again, you start looking at the value, which is a term that I've learned to really appreciate value, the value players. And I think Marvin's an extremely high value for what how we came across that. Yeah, the Jaguars tried to do that in free agency. None of these 60, 70, 80, $90 million contracts that we've seen in the past. Instead, uh, we're talking more 35 to $40 million deals, $24 million deal, a little moderate deal with Marvin Jones at the receiver position. You know, one thing struck me today listening to Urban Meyer and seeing what he has to say, especially in that kind of context. You just heard that. Uh, one of the reactions uh, from today's uh, breakfast with Urban uh, here on a Friday to recap free agency week. Austin, he's a guy, and all coaches feel this way, but he's a guy because he has the pedigree of it and a track record of it, and he's proven that he can, that he is now like, I can take a player that maybe hasn't played as good as people think he has over the last couple of years, and I can make him play his best football. Uh, and, and like, I think that's a coach's confidence anyway, but I think it's tenfold with Urban Meyer. I, it's, I took that out of kind of the Dorsett signing and the explanation. Yeah. It's like you watch. I'll make this guy even better than he's been. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the the big reasons why guys choose to be coaches. It's, it's maximizing the talent that you have. And there's nothing more rewarding um, than a, you know being a coach at any level. Um, and you take a guy who maybe people are sleeping on a little bit, and you turn that guy into the best version of himself. That's the whole point of coaching. 
And I think that's what Urban Meyer is into doing, as he should be. Um, that's where the key phrase value keeps coming into play. So yeah, it, it'll, it'll definitely be some guys to watch here. You know, um, we talk about Dorsett. Uh, you know, he's a guy who's had some injuries. He's kind of an afterthought, I feel like, of this free agency, if we're being honest. I think Carlos Hyde can kind of fit that mold a little bit, too. But who knows? Can, can Urban Meyer bring out the best of these guys? I think if I think if we're sitting here, Brent, in the next, you know, let's say six, seven months, and we're talking about, wow, uh, you know, Carlos Hyde or, you know, one of these receivers, and I guess Marvin Jones doesn't really fit the mold because he still has high expectations. Um, but if we're the other guys are saying, wow, these guys are playing really well. They're they're a key contributor to this team. I think we're saying that, and then obviously we're praising Urban Meyer for the job that he's done on this team. C.J. Beathard do anything for you? Jaguars hosting a free agent tryout with quarterback C.J. Beathard. Hey, hey, Trevor Lawrence, sh- shut it down right now. We got C.J. Beathard. <laughs> I'd even consider that option, Brent. Yeah, sign sign him up right now. Let's go, Trevor. We'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by. No, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on uh, these quarterbacks. Like, it, there's not a lot of talk about Alex Smith lately around the NFL, right? It's pretty quiet on that front, too. I haven't seen much with Alex Smith. Do you think he ends up landing a backup role? or Not maybe here, but anywhere? Or is it going to be a chance to start? Um, You know, I think the, the chances to start are very limited. I, he was my favorite to go to Chicago. They got Andy Dalton. I think, I mean, if, if he wants to keep on playing, bro, we don't know if he still wants to play either. Maybe he's done, you know? Hey, uh, Shock Your Mock season starts on Monday. Send them in, hashtag Shock Your Mock, so we can find them and be get get ready to be ripped. I'm wearing the T-shirt. We're going to give away some T-shirts. So, any other parameters, Austin? Just uh, make sure you don't get your feelings hurt too much, because I'm going to be ruthless this year, all right? And I have to be, guys. Uh, I do it out of love. Uh, but it's going to be a hard process. It's going to be a rough process, and only a select few are going to make it through to the very end. This is like Bud's training in the Navy SEALs. Oral Roberts beats Ohio State. FSU goes tomorrow on ESPN 690. Enjoy the tournament. I'm going to do some emoji homework as well. Have a good weekend, everybody. (laughs) Live, local, loud coming up next.